Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and my co-host, Core, the young Pharaoh's with me today. Hey, uh, man. Core, I'm going to let you take it away first. One entire year, I've been waiting to see what Travis Scott was going to come through. For the, I mean, for the past couple of years, all his projects and me been getting better and better and better and better. And so to see him come through with a piece like this is great. From beginning to end, I love this album. Each and every single song, I enjoy it in a different type of way. To have the type of tracks and to see Travis Scott evolve to the evolve to the point where he actually got songs. Where I feel like either he keeping up or he out rapping people or other rappers in the game. It's, it's a really good look for him, and I'm proud to see Travis Scott not disappointed at all with an album like this. I absolutely agree, Core. Travis Scott for me. When I listen to his albums, I've always thought when I listen to Rodeo, I said, Oh my God, this is amazing. That was my first time. That was my first introduction to Travis Scott. Because the wide sweeping production, the beautiful transitions like on um this side with um, I think that was Quavo on that song. I was just blown away by Travis Scott's vision when it came to the production side of his music. And it was it was something I want to say something I never heard before, but it was it was different. It was very different, and it was very distinct. Yeah. And so, but then I heard uh, birds, and on birds I was completely underwhelmed because even though the production was cool or whatever, even then I didn't think the production was all that great compared to like Rodeo. I never cared about Travis Scott on that project. On on birds, only thing I cared about was hearing. The vert was it was hearing the guest verses. I, when Travis Scott started rapping, I lost interest. When he stopped, I was I tuned back in and see with that being his music. I don't even care how good, how much he produced that album or how great the production was on the album. If I don't care about the lead artist on the album, it isn't good to me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Astro World, on the other hand, from beginning to end, Travis Scott had me. Travis Scott had me. He had my undivided attention for what is this? Uh, sixteen songs, no, seventeen songs. Before this album came out, he said that he wanted to step his rap game up, and that's not meaning that Travis Scott became some lyricist. He didn't become MF Doom. He didn't become Joey Badass. He didn't become no top tier NY lyricist that we like to praise. But Travis Scott, on the MC side of this album. He stepped up. Yeah, he learned how to control, like you know, how to carry a song. He filled for me. He filled in the spaces in the, that the production left, and he put words and bars there that was enough to keep you tuned in and keep your attention. While in the past, I feel like it was just him, just you know, just there. He's saying, "Oh, this is an empty space. Let me just do say anything, something here." More yeah. so now, I can I can see the focus. And Travis Scott on like stargazing, on um, stop trying to be God, on coffee bean. Like I, to be honest with you, I never really just maybe I just never pay attention, but I'm just not used to Travis Scott talking actually about his personal life on a track. 
like it was interesting to see him kind of like talking about him and his relationship with someone else and giving specific details and things of that nature. Like that's not something I'm used to seeing from Travis Scott. I'm used to Travis Scott just, you know, like uh, say a couple cool words on the track just, you know, just to get by. Mm-hmm. But, but now, yeah, it's lit. You know, ad-libbing his way through. His, he wasn't even spamming ad-libs on his album. He was solely focused on the flow, which he attacked every song differently. And he was focused on, you know, giving us bars, but not being cringeworthy and not just, you know, overly lyrical or complicating anything to take away from the production. Probably one of the most enjoyable parts about the album is the fact that nobody can hold over his head that he got to care about the features. No. Because a lot of those features, he outdid them. Yes, like, be honest with you, I really don't care for Frank Ocean feature on the time. It's not bad. Yeah. It just wasn't something that, like, oh, my God, I'm about to go tune into this song to listen to Frank Ocean yeah. feature. Like, you're talking about being a speed guy. <laughs> that, that says a lot. It says a lot. Yeah. I listen to a song with Travis Scott and Frank Ocean, and I really, really enjoy, you know, Travis Scott part more. There's also, yeah. um, the only other I want crazy Willie part. Was that? That's all I went crazy about this Swaley party, but now nah. I was rapping. Went crazy about that either. I thought the weekend was. I thought the weekend's feature was really good though. Shoot, to be honest with you, the weekend completely took over. Wake up! I really don't remember Travis on that song. It really felt like the weekend song. In all honesty, that's like the only song where yeah. I felt like that when it came to like. Oh, oh, not just not just that weekend song, but also can't say with uh, what was that guy's name? Don Tolliver. Never heard yeah. of him before. Kind of like Bale on um, Yay, Don Tolliver blew me away with his with my first introduction to him as a guest feature. He that song, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. It was just amazing to hear his vocals and him sing, songing, rapping his way through the track. It was awesome. Uh, oh, dynamic features. Stop trying to be God. And also another one of my favorite songs. One of the best tracks off the album. Those are probably the best placed Kid Cudi homes in existence. Ever. And just when you thought, like, oh my God, Travis Scott got this right, I'm like, oh, this is just perfect with the placement of the homes. James Blake comes through. James Blake comes through with the vocals. Stevie Wonder, out of the darkness, out of the abyss, comes with this harmonica. Uh, It's it's so beautiful, man. That was Stevie Wonder. Yeah, that was Stevie Wonder. Well, shout out to Travis Scott and Stevie Wonder. I did not know there was Stevie Wonder on the album. Oh, you didn't know he was on the album? I did not know that. Yes, it was Stevie Wonder. I had to, went, I had to go look up the credits. But that, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was Kid Cudi, Philip Bailey, and um, Stevie Wonder, James Blake. Nothing but legends. Well, that's Kanye level pool right there. On a song saying "Stop Trying to Be God." But uh, but yeah, the great it was the album has few faults, so to speak. I don't really have any real beef with this album, so to speak. It's from beginning, like I said, my attention was there from beginning to end. And the only issues that I had with the album, well, I wouldn't say even issues. It's just more so that like during certain transit beat transitions, it was just like abrupt. Like it was like here's the beat. And then it's, here's the next beat. And it was like, it wasn't no slow, you know, transition into something new. Sort of like, um, mm-hmm. like we saw on Rodeo on like this side. Yeah. 
where it was like a few seconds for the beats merging together and then new beat come. It was just, like, especially Sycamore. Sycamore had like three or four beat changes and it was just like abrupt. Like it was one beat then it just changed. It just like bottomed yeah. out and the new beat came. That's probably like my only problem I've actually had with this entire album. Also, the Nah verse on Yosemite didn't like it. I mean, it's Nah though. Did you really? Did you really expect to enjoy? No, it? I didn't expect nothing from it. But it's the fact that it really was. Un- it's really just an outro chord. It's really just three to four lines. There was absolutely yeah, no reason there. to include it there. Someone said yeah. it's like when you're. It's like giving your brother an unplugged controller and, and have him pretend like he's playing with you. That's exactly what, it, what that is. That's what it felt like. That's what Nav verse felt like to me. I'm gonna say exactly what that is. That's the weekend stimulus package. He said, bro, if you ain't putting Nav on the album, you ain't gonna hook me. And it was crazy. Weekend was on the album twice. It took me two. I I didn't realize that until I was like looking through the guest features. And I was like, okay, yeah. It's, he he appeared back to back songs. I thought it was just one song he was on. But um, other great songs, like it's just it's just so much that he did production wise. With, also, there was multiple producers on this album from Mike Dean. Mike Dean produced the majority of this album. It was shout, shout out to Mike Dean with the incredible job he did. Uh, this is it's just little it's the little things that Travis Scott does, like um, the five on five percent the sample with um peeping in my window that was dope. Uh, that's a whole album just full of great samples too. Yes, every every single song. Uh Sicko Mode, um where he sampled I wanna rock. It's Mafia sample. He just came through each and every single track, all these great references, and it didn't feel overwhelming. Or even just like the keys on skeletons in the background. You know, Tame and Paula produced that. Yeah. Travis Scott took his attention to detail to another level. And I, maybe I can't even say that because, like I said, a lot of this album wasn't even produced by him. But of course, he had his hands in it, guiding, telling him exactly how he wanted to do it, what who what he wanted, and you know, pretty much describing how he wanted the beats done and stuff. And so, yeah. and then not only that, the way he approached every song, not doing too much with like the auto tune, but not doing too little with his rapping to the point you don't you just listen to the beat and not him at all. There's actual replay value in this because you aren't just listening to just Travis do something or just a beat. It's a perfect union between the two with the features <laughs> being like the, you know, the sprinkles on top. Yeah. And I was say my favorite thing is the fact that it's an album. Like, using albums like this, drop everybody be like, oh, you know, it's lit. No pun intended. And then you listen to it for like a week and it's just the hype dies down. This album still got replay value. Like, I'm still listening to it every day. And every song still feels the same. Yes, because when it first dropped, I had a score in my head. But I told myself, knowing how this album's, you know, it's all hype. Like this, yep. there's a lot of hype behind Travis' name. This is a hype album. It got me up on my, off my feet. I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm like, it feel like a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've rode this roller coaster once. Maybe once I try to ride it again, it won't be as exciting because I've done it. I've been here before. I know These, what's gonna happen. Yeah, like you know that, harm, that harmonica kick in or stop trying to be God, it won't be as amazing the, the next time through because I know it's coming. Or that gunner feature where he skated all over Yosemite. I'm like, okay, 
that's not gonna be as cool this time because I see it coming. Steel bangs. Listen, I've listened to I've listened to this. Yeah, Steel Bangs. I've been listening to this album countless times since it released. Steel Bangs. Steel Every bangs. single song. There's no songs I was like, hmm. I can't believe I liked this song at first. Everything's really still really good. Great feature, fam. That don't happen at often. Nah, it doesn't. What about you, Corey? Was there anything you disliked about this album? I would say, real, like, honestly, I think probably, I think, like, my only complaint would probably, which sound weird, probably had to be, like, the features. Like, usually when Travis Scott get features, everybody else going super hard because they know it's about to be a hit. But it almost felt like the rap was just like, oh, it's a Travis Scott album. What he gonna do? Out rap me? And then when the album <laughs> dropped, it was like, oh, I got out rap. So this, so that's really like my only complaint. Like Gun on the Mule is the only feature that just really competed. And James Blank, James Blank. It's, it's basically basically the rappers pulled up to the party thinking, like, oh, we just gonna chill. And no, Travis Scott in the series here, like, nah, man, this ain't no party, nigga. Bring your bars. How do these jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, man, yeah. I can't rap. Somebody I mean, can't hurt yeah. I mean, Travis Scott fans say he can't rap. That's been, like, one of their biggest things. Like, you listen to Travis Scott for lyrics, which, you know, and maybe Travis Scott heard that and he kind of got upset himself. Yeah. Don't even own, now, even now I'm not, yeah, even now, I'm not listening to Travis Scott for lyrics. But it's the fact that he gave me the lyrics along with the production that gives the ads on to the music. I think that's something he learned. You can't rap music mixed with some with some good lyrics could take you a long way that's facts you know what court and it make the music longer exactly but that's that's probably like that's probably my last dig is that there was not much substance in this album outside of coffee bean coffee yeah. bean coffee bean is you know something that i could dig into like really you know which i thought was a dope ending to the album by the way how the whole mood of the album changed completely because you know it's like getting off the ride and now you know got to go face reality so to speak which is what Tra- it seemed like travis does you know the whole album he party and then ended the album is like damn man me and my relationship you know world still crazy yeah world still crazy and so if i i feel like the album had more moments like that it, it would further enhance this album it's already great album all right cool what's your score and I'm going with the big eight this time. I ain't never did this. Big eight. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm feeling so good about this M. I'm giving it a nine. Oh, oh. Well, we might get some flack for this. I ain't gonna hold you. I it don't matter. So, so I was so I told myself listen to the album the first time through. I said, you know, this is a nine. I'm pretty sure as the week goes on, I'm not gonna feel as strongly about this album. No, I still, I feel, this album is still great. Still banging. Still. Still banging the wheel. But that's the end of our Astro World review. Tune in again for another review of one of your favorite albums. Mm-hmm.